0: Two, three.
1: Yeah! Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham. I am joined here with someone very experienced in Amazon. I got Athena I Hopefully, I got your last name pronounced right. I've seen it written many times. I've actually been following Athena for up to two years, I think, and seeing all the different things that she has done in the space. And so I'm like super glad to get her here to... To share with some knowledge that she has. She's done some things that I've never done that I'm very intrigued by. Athena, welcome.
0: Thank you, Scott. It's great to be here. Super appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. yeah, let's go. So
1: you, um, I mean, first of part of your introduction I should have mentioned is that like you put together these uh, trips to China where you get a whole bunch of people, you help them, you know, get the nerves to go to a different country and to talk to manufacturers directly And you've done this with, with, um, I mean, just so many people and I'm sure there's a lot of energy, but how did you, how did you start these trips? Like what, you know, what in your life uh, got you over to China in the first place?
0: Goodness. Well, I guess we'd have to start a little bit earlier than that in terms of my journey as an Amazon seller, um, because I was working a normal job, um, kind of a high stress job And I found this opportunity because a friend of mine was actually quitting his job. And I was like, so what are you gonna do? He's like, oh, I'm selling kitchen products on Amazon. And I literally laughed out loud. I'm like, you're kidding me. You're you're leaving your six-figure job to go sell kitchen products on Amazon. He's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) it sounded absurd. So I'm like, well, show me more. So he actually opened his Seller Central account And it was great because I got to see right there, the money that was being deposited in his bank account every couple of weeks. And I was like, whatever that is, I want a piece of that. And that was literally my intro to the Amazon selling world. And, uh, you know, he connected me with with a course that I took and it was great. And I actually started selling like yoga headbands. That was my first product on Amazon. And um, I would survey sort of, you know, I had this following on Facebook of like moms and stuff. So I'd always survey them and I launched my first product. And um, what brought me to China is really wanting to understand sourcing and wanting to be able to develop products quicker and more intelligently with less hassle, which is why I went to China myself. Um, but there's a little bit more to the story on how that all came Pretty to Sure. How,
1: how long ago was your first trip?
0: So we did our first trip about four years ago. Okay. And it was a bit wild because... Basically I was selling on Amazon and you know, I had a lot of people who also wanted to sell on Amazon. And so they, you know, wanted mentorship and they wanted guidance and stuff. And I knew that like, I wasn't such an experienced seller at the time. So I wanted to make sure that like, I brought them as much knowledge and as much experience as possible. So I'd start to put together these like little events and I bring experts, you know, who were actually selling millions and millions on Amazon or people who are amazing at branding or different things. And so I started to be known for like these, these events and get togethers. I threw a cruise to the Caribbean with 70 people. I didn't even make a penny from it. In fact, I paid for my own cruise and on that cruise, we were there for a week. And um, my, my whole way of doing things is I understand the synergy of working with people who have already succeeded in a certain field right oh yeah like you know like if you (laughs) are an expert in something you've already spent years of your life you know hundred go ahead sorry scott no no
1: why do you think i do this podcast i do this podcast this the secret trick is that like i find someone that talks about something that i find interesting and that they do well, and I bring them on, and I get a chance to, like, learn, so I, I'm totally agreeing with what you're saying right now in, you know, get being around people that, uh, you know, that, that know their way.
0: Exactly, and, and the thing that's interesting is, like, when you bring an expert on here, and they're kind of giving you a five-minute example of something, that five-minute example might have taken them decades to get to, or, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in mistakes. Certainly. In learnings, yeah. in coaching, in events and such. So early on, I've always known the power and the synergy of bringing together sort of the top minds in any industry. So it's really what I would do. So I put this cruise together and I brought some people on there who were just superstars, you know, yeah. and, and they were very intelligent and they were, you know, really diving deep and like opening up their, their real, like, how they were actually doing PPC, how they were actually picking products. And I just had so much amazing feedback from that cruise. People were like, Athena, I've spent 25 grand on masterminds. I've never gotten this value. I've never gotten the value I've gotten in this last week. And that was really the moment when I went, wow, like, this is me. I am having the most incredible time. I'm geeking out on just the impact I'm creating on people. And the feedback I was getting was just unbelievable. So that's really when I started to notice like this is me, you know, um, and from and from there, from there, you know, I I was still a seller, and that's kind of what leads to China, is I went to somebody else's conference and they were, you know, talking about the speed when you're actually working directly with a supplier in person versus you know the back and forth that you deal with when you're home. And because I dealt with textiles and colors and sizing and you know different styles and things with my headbands. Um, it would take me literally, you know, weeks sometimes to develop, sometimes months, even some of the products that I was doing. And I figured, you know, if I was live in person, this would probably take me five minutes instead of five weeks. Right. Yeah. That's what really sold me on the concept of China. The other thing that sold me on it was I realized that like sourcing is an area that a lot of sellers are missing out a lot of information on in terms of like how to do proper negotiations, how to build proper relationships with suppliers. Um, I still hear a lot of sellers, even big sellers that are doing 30% down, 70% on shipping, which is just not a model that helps you to scale whatsoever. It just gives you like a cash hungry, um, business, right? And so, one of the things that you know we really worked on, and we do a lot in Titan. We actually have a full masterclass on this, is really how to work with your suppliers as a partner and not a supplier E relationship, which I think gives people just a massive edge. So, anyway, those were the things I wanted to learn about. But the sad thing that happened is when I went on this trip and I paid thousands of dollars for this trip, the recommendations that we were getting were for people to pretend to be these massive. Um, sellers, like big, big, big sellers, and to go in there and just talk down pricing, you know, immediately ask for, you know, the way that they were negotiating was just very crass. And that was literally how we were being mentored. Uh-huh. right? And I was like, you know,
1: well, so give us, a, give us a little bit of like, you know, that's the way you taught. What's the way that you
0: now uh, experience? Yeah. yeah. So what I did even though I wasn't an expert at the time in terms of sourcing, as I said, you know what, these are human beings. I might not know sourcing as well as the people that were on this event, but I know people, you know, and so I went in and I actually challenged um, one of the main organizers of the events. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go in three booths and I'm going to negotiate my way. You're going to negotiate your way. And we're going to walk out. We were actually pricing a dog bowl and whoever got the best price had to buy the other dinner, right? So we went and I won, I killed it because instead of going (laughs) in and saying, hey, how much is this dog bowl? You know, I can get 10,000 of them, you know, what, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I would just go in and say, hey, you know, what a beautiful set of products you have here. You know, is that your daughter? Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. Tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, how long has this factory been in business? Um, You know, just really treating people like real people and having Uh respect. And it's funny because I won that little bet, but then I ended up locating um, some people who are some of the most brilliant people in the space. Um, I don't know if you know who Kian Golzari is. So Kian sources for the NFL, the NBA, Google, the Olympics, like this guy is whole other level. And he's one of the mentors that I brought um, to really teach people how to source properly. Now he's sort of the CEO of our sourcing department within Titan because this guy, like, he understands how to treat people with respect. He understands just the entire game of it. He lived in China for 10 years. And so, yeah, so I brought Key in and that really made a difference. So
1: I have a little bit of experience in China. So my cousin was a private label seller and several years ago, I just had to see it. I was like, I got to learn a little bit more about this, but I d- wasn't planning on launching a product. Um it was just a really cheap flight. And I was like, let's go. And I got to see him, you know, work with manufacturers. In fact, um, this may embarrass him if he's listening. Uh, I saw he wanted to like, you know, everyone that was working on his products, he left them a bonus. Like he just like said, like, Hey, you guys have done so well. He had already launched a few products that he, he brought money just to, um, help out the factory workers. And so, uh, you could clearly see that the human connection is a little bit different when it's in person. And I mean, even he, he, he worked with a sourcing agent and she brought her whole family. She was like all in on this, on the relationship. It was, uh, it was an awesome like cultural experience to see that. And then our, his sourcing agent took us out to dinner a few times and the energy that that whole thing had was, was just really cool. And, and there's nothing like, you know, traveling uh, f- and and doing things in person, you know, just the energy yeah. the conversations just are always like way
0: more focused, you know, 100%. And so what we were seeing in China, we'd be there for 12 days. And it was, I was a bit of a pioneer. Like I literally brought 50 people on my first trip. I had <laughs> never really been to the Kingdom there before, but I brought experts who'd been there for, you know, 10, 20 years going to these things and just the results that we we're getting, like people's. Businesses were being fast forwarded you know, years in that time because they were getting direct mentorship and they were working directly with factories and doing negotiations and things. And people were literally reducing their costs by 30%, you know, things like that were just yeah. very common. Finding products, you know, innovating and, and just really understanding how to build relationships. And like, here's an example, like instead of always being sort of a, a no best, like really working with your factory say, hey, what do you think is next? You know, like what materials and things, what do you think is going to be the next hot trend? Like these guys actually have a pulse on what they're doing. And, you know, a lot of people would not really kind of benefit from the experience that some of these factory owners would would know about. I mean, they've been in a certain industry for decades. And yet here we are as Amazon sellers fresh and being like, oh, let me tell you how Mm -hmm. this product works, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, one thing that we don't always like appreciate is like, what skill level we're trying to build. Uh, what I spend most of my time, what this podcast is all about is how to become an Amazon, you know, seller. Uh, you got to learn the marketing. You got to learn the logistics. Like how do you get stuff into Amazon? And like, and and that whole, you know, how you beat the, that part. But um, that's not the same as being a domain expert in like a, a, like a real niche category. And we're talking, like you said, you were a, uh, Talking to someone about dog bowls. Well, dog bowls, or even like a lot of the stuff in the pet uh, area. Like, I'm not an expert at all. I do know how to jump onto Amazon and analyze it. But like, if I'm talking to a, a factory, I want to ask them questions, you know, and uh, make sure that you know I see where they think the industry is because they do know it. They they are really they do pay attention. I see a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes you ask a manufacturer, like, hey, what else do you build? And sometimes they have very impressive catalogs. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is new. I haven't seen this. So that's interesting that, you you know, you you talk about asking them questions about where the industry is going.
0: Absolutely. And building that trust will bring so much value. I mean, in terms of getting terms, like we get 10% down sometimes, you know, and then 30%, Uh, 30 60 even 90 days before having to pay the rest like really what that does yeah what that does to somebody scaling their business is tremendous because the amount Uh of cash flow it would take you to do you know two three products now you're doing 10 20 products and that's all based on how we you know really work with people and we've learned a lot along the way and so yeah so that's huge and then also like talk about being innovative with with your products, you know talk about ROI and being able to get the right pricing. so you know a lot of people are very concerned with you know PPC or how to do their next launch or whatever it is, which is great. but to me there is a lot of value in really understanding sourcing properly, getting the right terms, working with your manufacturing and also like sort of being cutting edge you know it's like people talk about differentiating and sort of having a, a premium product. Well, that's all in the sourcing. And so you know that's really where our roots came and we really saw the benefits of of working with manufacturers. With COVID happening, oh my gosh, COVID. I remember when somebody came up to me like, hey, so are you still doing China magic? And I'm like, what do you mean? Am I still doing China magic? They're like, have you not known about some virus in China? I'm like, what do you mean a virus? I had no idea that not only would it shut down my trip, or the entirety of the country of China, but the entire world. And we had a fully sold out trip. So it was definitely intense. So, I
1: mean, the trips are obviously down uh, right now. Um, but, you know, uh, I think, you know, the world's getting vaccinated starting to. And yeah. um, so you plan on on doing those again, right?
0: Oh, 100%. The moment they let us in. And in the meantime, we've had to pivot and we built a 150 man team. In China to go directly to factories and use our methodology. And it's all been led by that gentleman I mentioned to you, Kian Golzari, who is an absolute wizard. So we actually nice. built an entire software around it. And so for our network, we're actually sourcing and doing all of that, like if they were in person in a way that it's just very innovative. And uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's way cool. cool. What yeah. does, does his software, like, is it live? Um, oh, yeah. It's all within, it's all within our our, our network and okay. it's how we project and everything and ah, okay. able to, yeah. So, and, and and we leverage, you know, the network to, to get better pricing and different things. So we've had to pivot, but we've done the best we can um, in terms of like bringing that magic through despite not being able to physically go there. So
1: Yeah. So did you start this, the Titan Network before or after COVID?
0: Before actually, um, it's been about two years almost to the day. So we started it um, just about six months before COVID hit. And Titan really came out of a need. So we were in China for 12 days and we were able to mentor people directly and we were seeing amazing results. But the problem with China is that it would end after those 12 days. And I would constantly get asked, like, hey, um, can you hook me up that one mentor? And hey, did you have a recording of that one thing they talked about? And, you know, do you guys have any extra events? Or is there a way for me to, like, always, always asking, like, how do they stay connected? And so what we did one night, my business partner and I, is we stayed up to like, 4 a.m. And we wrote down on three pieces of paper everything we felt an Amazon seller needed to be fully supported in achieving their goals, right? We'd been around enough people. We'd helped enough people to know, you know, we wanted weekly coaching. We wanted 24-7, you know, access to mentors. We wanted to have events all over the world. We needed certain softwares to support it, accountability, um, sourcing, like pretty much, you know, all the different things that we now have in Titan. And it's so funny because we, we took these letters and we passed them out. There about about 100 people with us in China at the time. And we stood up there and said, hey guys, we have this idea and it's called Titan. And the reason why it's called Titan is because we're gonna bring in just the Titans of the industry. We're gonna serve you, we're gonna do all this stuff. And you know who would be interested? And we thought maybe we'd get like 10 signups or something. Almost the entire room signed up for Titan. And so now here we are, and we were supposed to go to Thailand for a few days just to chill and relax. And Dan and I got stuck into the club room, um, just literally putting together the beginnings of our network because we had, you know, maybe 85 members um before even having the network launched. <laughs> and uh, which was crazy amazing. But that's how much they love us and that's how much they trusted us because they know, you know, we we put our heart and soul into to serving people and to helping people. So that was almost two years ago, and we've got a lot more members it, now. And so
1: Do you think Titan is more focused for like brand new private label sellers that may not know a lot um, about Amazon or, uh, you know, what would experienced sellers do well?
0: Okay. So this is what makes it so special. And we learned this from China because we'd bring hundred people and they'd be at all different levels, right? So the way that Titan works is we actually have a small group um, for people at different stages of their journey. So we can take someone who's brand new and doesn't even have a product yet. And then we've got guys doing 50 million, a hundred million dollars a year and we can serve them as well. People learn differently at different points. Like when you're beginning, you almost want to be seminared. You want someone like Scott who knows what they're doing to talk about like all the different things and really show you the way to to do things and answer your questions. And then as you get a little bit more experience, you know, there's a little bit more interaction, but our top tier guys, I mean, you have to think about it in order to be selling, you know at least a million dollars a month on Amazon you're doing a lot right, right? Um, And so they're bringing through the different ideas and concepts with each other. So there's a lot more interaction going on at that level. And every single group is led by someone who's 10 steps ahead of those people. So for example, our top tier, the guy who leads that, he's over 30 different brands all across all platforms. Wow. So yeah, so he's like rockstar, times a million. Right. And then even have like exit strategy and everything. So Titans, yeah, it's for anyone at any point in their journey. And the other thing that I think is so important is to eliminate the noise because there's so much noise in the industry. There's so many flashy objects and ideas and things that you can do, but what you need to focus on is that next thing that's going to move the needle for your business, right? So um. when you're brand new, you don't need to be setting up really complicated many chat flows. You need to be launching that product correctly and you need to know how to do it in the simplest way that you can so you actually start to get momentum, right? Um, I see too many people just trying to do too much too soon and getting lost. And then I see people who should be more advanced and they should have a full team by then and they should really have sourcing much more, you know, um, figured out and they're still kind of operating at the same level that they were when they first started. And yet they're a huge organization and they have no time for themselves and they got a lot of gray hair. So we just really like to help people at the stage of the game, grow their team correctly, have correct business practices. And, you know, we, we're we not into crazy, you know, black hat hacks that's going to just get you a lot of sales in that one moment. We're more into like sustainably building a brand to where, you know, you might want to exit it at some point. And so that's <laughs> really what we do.
1: Yeah, you said a few things that make me think of some questions. Uh, first, do you guys like or through your network? Um, it sounds like do you work with sourcing agents or is your friend more or less uh, the sourcing agent? If, if you say, you know, because a brand new seller to, to talk with like a, a manufacturer, they may be, you know, not knowing what to ask or how to like Uh, manage that whole process and the shipping and all that, where a sourcing agent could come in and, you know, facilitate that part of the conversation. So um, what do you advocate regarding that uh, point or do
0: you, uh, yeah. Yeah, with Titan Sourcing, they just do the whole thing from A to Z um, and it just makes it a lot easier because what you were saying earlier is so true. You're learning so much you know, in the beginning, and if there's any parts of it that you can simplify, then we're all about that. But we also have some really massive sellers that, you know, just don't want to have to build that operation themselves, because it took a lot to get it to that point. So they're just leveraging what we've built. So it's been quite well,
1: from your vantage point, I'm sure you've seen some sellers uh, drop off, or say something that just didn't work out. Uh, What are some uh, I guess mistakes that you see along the way, sure. or even perhaps like expectations were set wrong for you know what this business really is.
0: I love that question. so there's there's several things. I think a lot of it really has to do with understanding product selection and understanding like even just keyword volume and what it's going to take to compete in a certain niche, right? So for example, if you're a brand new seller, you have no business getting into certain categories. Like don't try to compete with cell phone cases. Don't try to go and be like vitamin C serum. And there's just a lot of gurus and courses and things out there that are misleading people in terms of like how easy it is on certain things. And if you don't understand, you know, what you're looking at when it comes to entering into a certain realm, then it's very easy for you to get like, you know, 2,000, cell phone cases, you know, and you just spent a whole bunch of money and then you go to launch them and good luck. Like it's never going to happen, right? You're going to be on page 333 for the rest of your life. And you're going to feel like this Amazon thing is not for me. So I think a lot of it has to do with, um, go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just going to say, so I was doing some research the other day uh, regarding uh, the top 10,000 Amazon sellers and to see what subcategories they were in. And the number one category was actually cell phone accept, uh, cell phone cases in like there was yeah, uh, it was almost one percent of the top sellers are I mean there's like there's forty two thousand categories subcategories, right? And that yeah. was the most represented. and I mean obviously it's a huge opportunity with like not a very complicated product, but like there are there's a lot of sophistication there. you know, if you're gonna launch a product like, you're going up against people that really know Amazon and have been doing this for years. So it's funny that you bring up that yeah. example as, as you know, where someone might go against like the big players.
0: Exactly. And in terms of like, it's, it's the sophistication of understanding the process, but it's also having the money to spend on the launch of that and the type of inventory you would need, like you have no business playing in that arena unless you really know what you're doing. So I think um, there's an education part of this where people really need to understand you know, what categories are not as competitive, how do we actually get that niche down to some keywords and things that you can actually compete in? And then let's understand what that looks like and let's pick products that actually have an ROI. That's another thing that I see is that people will go through all this process, but they don't calculate their shipping properly. They don't calculate what it's going to really take in terms of PPC. And so there's no profit in it. And so now they're literally spending all this time and money um, without any profit, which is fine. I mean, if it's your first, second product and you're just testing things out, like I'm a big advocate of like, just move, like get something up there, get started. Don't overthink, you know what I mean? So I say, when you first start out with this industry, it's really important to find something that's on the less expensive side that you can kind of just get out there, launch it and just sort of test the waters. But I think one of the biggest things that I see in terms of failure is, you know, Definitely, um, lack of action. Huh. They, they do a lot of like analysis paralysis, you know, they buy some courses or whatever, or they join some Facebook groups and they just kind of sit in there for months. I'm like, what are you doing? Yep. Actually do your research, get that product out there, test it out, play with it, learn from it. But then also just really understand what category you're competing in. And if you need 10,000 units to actually do a proper launch, get your 10,000 units. Don't throw 5,000 units at it and then whine that it didn't work. You know what I mean? Like it's just so important. And then if it doesn't work, find out why it didn't work and do it again, but do it right and just keep going. And then I think another thing is just the estimation of effort in terms of time, energy, work and money it takes to get into this space, right? But when it really comes down to what an entrepreneur is, it's somebody who's willing to take risk yeah. in this venture. I've got
1: plenty of, I've got plenty of nights with uh, less than six hours of sleep uh, to uh, attest to what you just said.
0: Yeah. So it's so sexy to be an entrepreneur, but when it really comes down to it, it's like it takes risk, it takes money. It takes innovation. It takes you know being stressed out because you don't really know what you're doing half the time, and you're just going out there and you're doing it. And then one last thing I'd like to say about this, which is I think really important, is you know some people are willing to dump, 150, 250 thousand dollars in university or they're willing to dump, you know, $100,000 opening a restaurant or a salon or a franchise but yet to approach the Amazon world they're only willing to do like a couple thousand dollars or $500 and they think they're going to build a million dollar business and i'm so sorry but there's a bit of a disconnect there yeah. right and um you're going to probably need to come up with more cash than that and actually really understand what you're doing you know what i mean like you don't become a professional chef in 24 hours like it takes work and time and practice. And it's the same thing with Amazon. And I think that if people treat it more like a real business, they would win a lot faster. Go
1: ahead. All those things that you said um, are totally true, and especially in reducing risk, you know, uh, risk of failure. Like if you have, you know, more money, you put in more time and effort in getting things to look really, you know, professional and good across the board, Uh, You have a marketing budget. Like you should be using every little, uh, you know, get everything on your side, and then you're reducing your risk. Like uh, you're reducing your chances of like things failing, because there's 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 a dozen reasons why a product launch or a product will will fail, and so you need to find a way to like hammer down each one of those. You know, is it? Are you going to run out of inventory too quickly? Are you going to? You know, are you actually going to be more professional looking than your competition uh, and and tell an effective brand story? Shoot, I just spent 30 minutes with my team talking about a tagline about our like, what's the right thing to say to to our, uh, you know, our our users. And we at at the end, we got it. You know, We, we but it took us so long to get there. And so I, I totally hear what you're saying, um, in terms of, uh, you know, putting the time and having the right
0: expectations. a hundred percent. And then learning from people like you, learning from mentors in this space, learning from people who've already spent I yeah. mean, the mistakes I made in the beginning of my career. My goodness, you know, I got really cocky. I thought, you know, I just launched these headbands. I'm so good at this. And so <laughs> I went into like attire all of a sudden. And I got like this whole thing of leggings of all different sizes and colors and things. I didn't even know how to make a flat file yet. Like I was so new. I had no business diving into that. But if I'd worked with a mentor or if I'd you know yeah. listened to more podcasts or research more, I would have said, you know what? I've done excellent on these last two things. How about a third one? You know, I would have like learned from other people that have already made mistakes that you know I don't need to make. So I think that it's, there's so much power in learning from people who are already you know, successful.
1: So you've you've hit it a lot. And I I, 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 I think the main reason I knew I needed to get you on the podcast was your experience in China and helping people along that process. Because some people, I mean, can't, I mean, there's, there's obviously language barriers. There's a lot of things that um, would stop someone from doing it. And I do think it's one of the best first steps that people can take in making this whole thing possible is if you have a, uh, uh, any contacts out there in, you know, say say you've done one like uh, run with the manufacturer and um, just to meet with them in person really solidifies that whole thing and that you offer that experience for other people. And so I thought, um, I know uh, there's going to be some listeners that haven't been to meet with their manufacturer, I mean, it doesn't have to be in China, but like that—that that experience will really push you as an entrepreneur, allow you to like build that that business relationship. So I'm like, I think it's like an awesome thing that you do for the community, and I mean, I I, I can't wait. Um, it's been over you know a few years, but we're we're planning on, on going back to China uh, sometime to I mean, it's 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 an awesome place. It, we we all have this perception of what we think it's like, but I mean, when you're there in person, like there's a lot of fun, uh, uh, fun things to 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 do. Um, have you had any uh, fun cultural experiences that kind of surprised you?
0: Oh my gosh, the stories we have. We we were invited to go to um, a part of China by the actual um, mayor of that area. And so we had like our own little conference there and they started to do karaoke and they wanted us to do karaoke with them. And it was just wild. Luckily, um, a friend of mine who, who I work with is an actress and a singer. So she started doing Backstreet Boys and then everyone loved Backstreet Boys. And even though no one spoke each other's language, we were like hugging and giving back <laughs> It's just, you know, it's like we're humans and we love yeah. each other. And it's just when you really get down to it, they're people. And that's yeah. really the message that I was trying to convey when I, when I went on the first trip. And they were just having all these weird tactics and stuff. It's like when you really come down to it, you know, talk about future. Talk about, about things that you can do to, to really work together and see how it's a win-win for everyone. Make sure that they're winning, that they're going to have money for their families. And they will do the same for you. And when it really comes down to it, I mean, I will tell you this. Our guys, because of the what we've taught them, when the pandemic hit and things were difficult, and they had minimal ability to to serve their clientele, who do you think that they serve? The person who treats them with respect and love and has sent gifts to their children and gone to visit them, or at least been on Skype, you know, Skype or, or, or Zoom or something with them, or the people that treat them very coldly, like a select, you know, just I, I think it's yeah. really a testament to like humankind. And we were able to really survive better just because of the relationships that we built. So that is just um, and they call it guanxi, yeah. and it's like a very yeah. important thing.
1: That's awesome. That's 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 way cool. Uh, yeah, and
0: you're totally invited, to Scott. you keep <laughs> totally coming <laughs> out. Like, all you know, right. Just, you know, well, mode. we go to Hong dog. We I, I surprise everyone. I bring a dragon in all of a sudden, and like we just do so don't tempt me with a good time. So cool. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? That's actually like a thing. Um, it's about living life, you know, and, yeah. and to me, Amazon. So so you've got being an entrepreneur, which gives you freedom to build, right? You build a business, you're able to kind of be your own boss, you're able to kind of have that time freedom, that, that location freedom, and that financial freedom, which is what most people want, so they can live, right? Live their life instead of being locked to somebody else's schedule, locked to a cubicle, like they want to be able to build something. And to me, you know, e-commerce is such a big, hot thing right now. And out of all the platforms of e-commerce, Amazon is like such the way to go. You know, it's just the the um, impact that Amazon has on the world now is absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal. well,
1: it's, it's a scale. it scales. You know, it's it simply um, you, you get um, you get something that works. And like I, what I always say is like getting from zero to one million is really hard. But getting from one to 10 million is actually less hard. Yeah, you know, getting that first, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's not easy. But like scaling that, you know, taking something you have working and and, and then adding to it, adding different products, or um, you know, it, it just kind of like just like just does a, a, a really uh the logistics, the customers are there, like it's it's just it's great. Um awesome. Well, but like, Athena, thank you so much for coming to talk about, you know, the Titan Network for about your China trips. I know there's going to be some people listening to this audience that um, this is really what they're looking for, you know, um, somewhere to like really jam their ideas and um, take uh, sourcing in their own hands.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And to have support and community. And that's the thing, like whether you're a Titan or not a Titan, that's, that's totally fine. Um, Yeah. I believe very much in, in, you know, working together as a community in the Amazon space. You know, I collaborate with lots of people um, in terms of just supporting this amazing network, because what I was trying to say is that, you know, Amazon's hot. But why do we do Amazon? We do Amazon because we want to live, because we want to live a life where we're able to, to, you know, be with our families or be able to travel or be able to create an impact of some kind. And so to me, Amazon's really freed my life and it's given me a lifestyle that I never imagined I would have. And I love helping other people to find that for themselves. And so anything that I can ever do to help or support you or anyone in the industry, like I'm all about it because I totally believe that together we're stronger.
1: I, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, And thank you for giving so much value to my audience and that you know you take care of your audience as well. Um, so if you uh, want to get to know more about uh, what Athena does, it's TitanNetwork.com, right?
0: That's right, TitanNetwork.com. And we're we're an invite only network, so I like to actually have a phone call with each and every member before they join us to see is it a good fit. Um, yeah. Do they have, because we're all about abundance mindset, positivity, and so we really look for people who are of like minds and uh, you fit so well with what <laughs> you're all about, because you're like Mr. Abundance Mindset, and you're so sweet, and I really appreciate you, thought, you really are just a total gem, and I look for people like you to, to support and to, you know, just to collaborate with, because that's the thing. There's some really nice
1: people in this you're, industry. You're, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you very much. And um, this this was great. So um, check her out on Titan Network. She's also on Instagram, uh, posts a lot of good stuff. Um, that's where I first came across Athena. So um, what what's your Instagram handle again? So
0: It's Athena Severi, S-E-V-E-R-I. Oh. That's at pretty much anything. Facebook, Instagram, no one else has my name. Thank goodness. So that's pretty cool. Or you can just find the Titan network one, but Scott, how do they find you just in case they aren't following you? How oh, do they find uh, you? oh,
1: My audience, I, I've, I've hit them for years on this. Um, I am that smartest seller on Instagram. Um, I shoot, I get a DM about, uh, twice a week now, just people like mentioning the podcast and what they like to. So, um, uh, they, they they know they know that I I care and I'm I'm in it for them to give them actionable advice to you know really help their business to, to do a lot better. Um, okay. Well, thanks so much. Uh, we'll we'll uh, wrap up here and you know if you um, if you guys join if 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 anyone that's listening that's in the Titan Network or or joins it like definitely you know give me some feedback so I can continue to share it and talk with others that's that's all i've got stay tuned uh next week i will have uh, some great podcasts and so make sure you hit the subscribe button and we'll uh, catch you later but th- thank you so much athena for joining us right it's
0: been amazing right, thank you everyone you. one two three <laughs>